This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Tuesday the 12th of September. In your Squiz today, the UK spots a Chinese spy, Moroccans wait for help, Ukraine's counter-offensive is running out of time, and Djokovic wins his 24th. This is your Squiz Today. Alice, there is a spy scandal unfolding in the UK after the Sunday Times newspaper reported that two men were arrested earlier this year and at least one of them was working for China while holding down a job in the UK's parliament. The report says they were arrested in March and that many MPs are furious that they're only hearing about it just now. Yeah, these are big allegations, but it's important to note they're not proven yet. If they are, though, it's fair to say it would really add to problems between the two countries, Alex. Mm. For some context, the UK and China haven't had the best relationship in recent years. Last year, the UK government ordered its departments to stop installing any security cameras that were made in China. And the UK has also criticised China's human rights record. So if this is proven that Chinese spies were close to UK politicians, experts say that would be a dramatic escalation of tensions. Hmm. We know that one of the men arrested was the 28-year-old Chris Cash, who was a parliamentary researcher for the Conservative Party, also called the Tories. While working in Westminster, Cash had access to the politician who would go on to be the UK's security minister, as well as to the chairwoman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. As for the second man, we know that he is in his 30s, but not much else has been reported about him. And over the weekend, UK PM Rishi Sunak was also at the G20 Leaders Summit. He had a chat with the Chinese Premier Li Chiang there. Sunak says he told Li that the UK has strong concerns about Chinese interference in their parliamentary democracy. And that's also a concern that's shared by Australia's security bosses and other Western countries. But The leaders are also pragmatic. They say a working relationship with China is better than nothing. Sunak said that the claims of spying were very concerning, but it's worth noting that those two men are out on bail currently. Their case is being investigated by the Met's Counterterrorism Command, and we are expecting the next hearing in October. Alice, the search and rescue for victims of the Moroccan earthquake is ongoing, but the shock of survivors is now starting to turn into anger. Yeah, there are reports from the high Atlas Mountains, which is where the earthquake's epicentre was, that say locals have no food or water and they're living in tents on the side of the road. That's because they're afraid to return to their homes because many of them were really badly damaged by the quake. Foreign rescue teams are on their way to help. They're coming from Spain, the UK, Qatar and the United Arab Emirates. And reports say they'll be heading to those remote villages which have been waiting the longest for help. Spain's Defence Minister Margarita Robles said they'll continue to send whatever is needed because everyone knows that these first hours are key, especially if there are people buried under the rubble. And if you want to know more about the earthquake, we have a squeeze shortcut that looks into this disaster in a bit more depth. Just search for squeeze shortcuts in your podcast app. 
Alice, Ukraine is still on its spring counteroffensive, but it is no longer spring in the Northern Hemisphere, and a top US military general, Mark Milley, has warned Ukrainian forces that they have about six weeks left before the weather turns. I have his exact quote here, Alex. He said there's still a reasonable amount of time, about 30 to 45 days worth of fighting weather left. The counteroffensive is, of course, Ukraine's attempt to push Russian soldiers out of its territory and back into Russian territory. And it's probably worth noting that it's just entered its fourth month. We've heard in reports recently from military analysts about the slow progress. And last week, Vladimir Putin stuck the boot in. He said the Ukrainian counteroffensive has failed, not stalled. Which doesn't sound quite accurate, given that Ukraine's Ministry of Defence has been reporting gains in the east of the country, including breaching Russia's first line of defence. Meanwhile, the head of Ukraine's military intelligence has suggested that the counteroffensive could ignore the weather and continue into the winter. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Apple has another iPhone launch coming this week, and if you haven't been keeping track, we are now up to number 15. Yes, I remember back in my day when iPhone number three was unveiled (laughs) when I was in high school, Alex. (laughs) Apple is tipped to unveil its latest model, though, in an event early our time tomorrow morning, and the rumour mills reckon the biggest update will be that iPhones are moving to a USB-C charging port rather than the Apple-only cables that iPhones have used so far. If that does happen, it would be at least in part due to a ruling in Europe that requires tech companies to standardise charging ports. So the idea is that we'd all be able to have one charger for our laptops, phones and other devices, even if they're different brands. I haven't been keeping track of the iPhone numbers because I use an Android that already has a (laughs) USB-C charging port and it is super convenient, Alice. (laughs) Smug. I am smug, but... Apple is probably hoping this launch is a pretty good one because their sales fell for a third consecutive quarter this July and investors want to see that trend turned around. Novak Djokovic has won his 24th Grand Slam title, beating Daniil Medvedev in the US Open final in straight sets. Yeah, it was a three-set win, but it wasn't easy. Medvedev pulled out his usual routine of trying to run Djokovic around the court as much as possible. (laughs) He almost succeeded with that in the second set, which went to a tiebreaker that Medvedev came within one point of winning. But Djokovic was just too good in the end, and his win has been described as a dismantling of the young player who beat him at the US Open final two years ago. But Medvedev took the loss in his stride. He congratulated Djokovic by saying, what are you still doing here? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Djokovic thanked his family and said that the win means the world to him. Speaking of sporting achievements, Alice, the German defence minister had a win against one Prince Harry. Yes, it's fair to say he demolished Prince Harry in this penalty shootout. (laughs) It was televised and it was all a promotional event for the Invictus Games this year. Those games are being held in Dusseldorf right now. They started on September 9 and will go until the 16th. 
Let's quiz the day, Alice. What is coming up in the news today? Well, we're expecting to hear from the Bureau of Meteorology today. They're likely to tell us whether Australia is heading into an El Nino event or not. So, Alex, I think we'll probably have all the details on that tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again on Wednesday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.